Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun. I am your hostess, Veronica Trulia, and I am here to help you navigate your 20s through all things lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Martinis and Bikinis. I am your hostess, Veronica Trulia, and this is actually my last day here in LA. And it is an absolute honor to have somebody on today that is sure to leave you with tons of motivation, ambition, and inspiration on how to become the best version of you. So, my little teenies, I want to introduce you to Mariana More, aka Mare Bear. Mare is an LA-based fitness instructor and influencer where she developed her method and coaching platform, The Bear Body, where she teaches you how to build your dream body, build muscle and strength through a fueling and balanced approach. She also recently launched an app, so we're celebrating today. So cool. And we definitely want to discuss that a little bit more, but how are you doing, Mare? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. I feel like ever since I've met you, I've like had like this drawing to you. Oh. So it just feels so special for me to be here and like for you to want me on your podcast. And I'm just excited. Like I told you, I haven't really done many podcasts before. I think this is like my third or fourth. But I always just enjoy having like good raw conversations with people that like I vibe with. So I'm excited. I love that. <laughs> Wait, I'm shedding a tear. That's so sweet. I was shedding a tear when you gave the intro. I'm like, I'm motivating and inspiring. You are. You are. And it was so funny because you actually walked for me at New York Fashion Week like a goddess. And I reached out to you and just asked, hey, do you, do you want to walk for me? And then I looked at your Instagram and realized that your birthday is the day before mine and we're Capricorn girls. So yeah, it's literally crazy. I feel like whenever you're little and like everyone used to watch Victoria's Secret models, I'm sure everyone at some point looked at them and were like, oh my God, that's going to be me on a runway. But like that was really me as a child. Like I used to look at them like on TV and I was like, oh my God, even in school, people were like, what do you want to do? I'd be like, I want to be a model. And they're like, okay, but what do you actually want to do? I don't know. Like, are there other like options? Like, I just wanted to be a model. And then I feel like as society and I got older, I kind of started to realize like, oh, I can't be a model. I'm too short or like I'm too this. Or I used to like Giselle, but I'm going to butcher her name, but Giselle Bunchen. Yeah. She was like this like huge model in Brazil. And someone told me a story once that she went to the mall and like got discovered at a mall. So every time my mom would be like, I'm going to the mall. I'd be like, mom, can I come? And like, I would just like walk and I'd be like, maybe today someone will like discover me. That was so (laughs) cute. I've heard that story before. So that's amazing. Yeah. So I would like try to do that. And then as I got older, I was like, okay, it's just like an empty dream that like I'll never have. And then it wasn't until I think two years ago that kind of society has changing between like body types and just what is acceptable. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try to go to Miami swim week. I love that. If someone can do it, like I might as well just try. And like, if it's a dream that I had, if I don't make it, at least I'm going to like give myself that star patch of like, okay, you did it. At least you tried. I went to my first swim week two years ago and I just, same thing. I just messaged people and I was like, hey, like, can I walk for you? Yeah, for sure. Like come, come to the casting. So I was like, okay, if they said yes, I might as well try to get other yeses while I'm there. So I had like no experience, no modeling agency. I just looked up. I'm like, what do you need for a swim week? They were like, bring a call sheet, bring whatever. And so I made like my own call sheet on Canva. Stop. (laughs) I love that. On the ride there, like in the car, I was on my phone making like my Canva call cards, like looking up what's on a model call sheet. Like I took pictures before and stuff. 
putting them on there. And then when I got there, I like stopped at a Staples before because I was driving from Orlando to Miami. And I like, love the scrappiness <laughs> of this. This is amazing. Stopped at a Staples before and just like started printing them out. And like the first one's like terrible. I'm like, no, you need to make this a little bit more high res. Like, and I printed them out. I think the casting was like at 11 and I came, drove from Orlando, which was like four hours. So I was like doing my makeup in the car, like doing my hair in the car, like everything for the casting. Cause I didn't have a hotel. It was early. There was nowhere to check in. So I was literally, thankfully rental car had like a plug that I could like plug my curler. So I was doing everything in the car. And that morning, for some reason, I was like kind of sick or getting over something. So I took antibiotics and I took them without eating. I was like, I took them. And I was like, okay, bye mom, bye dad. I gotta go. As I left the house, as I was getting into the car, I was like, oh my God, I have to vomit. And I yacked so bad that my entire face like blew up with like, you know, when your veins pop and it's like all like purple and red, like my under eyes, my whole face. So I'm like driving with ice on my face. (laughs) You poor thing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Literally on the way there, like making my call sheet, doing all the stuff because I was just so determined. I was like, I was like, I look so ugly right now. Like, and I was like, no, I have to do it. Like I told myself I'm going to do it. And I did it. And that was the first show that I walked. Getting through all those obstacles and just like doing it was kind of like what we talked about, just like that relief after. And I was like, well, shit. Like if I did this, there's so many other things that like I can do. So then I tried the year after. And same thing. I had a couple of designers that reached out to me. They're like, I want you to walk for me. And I was like, okay, cool. I think I got booked for like one or two shows. And while I was backstage… Every single designer that was walking that show was like, oh my God, I want you to walk for me. I want you to walk for me. So then I ended up walking like nine shows in one night. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. And like, I got so much experience that I needed to get in that one night. Because ever. (laughs) And so I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like I did it. I walked Miami Swim Week. I walked for like, not just one person, but two people. So then I always looked at New York Fashion Week and I was like, oh, that would be so cool. But I think part of that part of me that was like, oh, that's still like kind of like far-fetched or like I probably won't make it to New York because they are still have those standards where it's like you need to be skinny, tall and all these things, which that's okay. So whenever you're like, oh yeah, I want you to walk for me. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> whenever you said yes, I was like, shut the fuck up. No I was like, way. no way. So like, that's so cool. I get to say I walked in. And then I met you and you were just such a gem and just made the experience like so so much better. And then found out we had the same birthdays. And it was just like, wow, thank you for bringing me on this journey that like I didn't even know I needed. I sometimes (laughs) think that people or like spirits, whatever, like puts people in front of us for a reason. And I feel as if that show was so great. We had so much fun. It was so much fun. And I love that you said that New York Fashion Week is typically still like the model-esque that we've been taught for so long. Yeah. But I wanted to make it something different. So we had a very like big slew of different people, like their own uniqueness. We had a drag show close the show. Yeah, I love that. Like I love that about you that you like just wanted to embody all different kinds of like bodies and everyone looked a little bit different. It wasn't like cookie cutter and you just made it so fun. Like not only were your designs beautiful, but just like how you brought them to life. If you guys haven't seen the show, she made it very Mardi Gras themed. So I like had like this cool rhinestone like mask and like cowboy boots with my like bikini and like 
I was like, oh, how do you want me to walk? Like, do you want me to do this? And she's like, do whatever feels nice. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, should I be serious? Like, are we doing Yeezy? Like, Yeezy. am I like, am I being sassy? And she's like, yeah, the sassier the better. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just make it my show. <laughs> exactly. I just want everybody to have fun because that's really what Mardi Gras encompasses anyway. Yeah. But I think it's so cool that you had this dream and based on everything we've been conditioned to learn in life, you can't be a model if you're not tall or if you yeah. look this way. You kind of just bit that in the ass and you were like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And I think that's so cool. So nine shows in one night is insane. It was crazy. But like I got so much experience. And it was funny because I watched <laughs> I watched the videos back after. And then the first one, I'm like, okay, that walk was like whatever. And then like by the last one, I was like, mm, mm, doing mm, your thing. Mm, it was like, nothing. <laughs> I was like strutting my stuff and I was like, wait, I got this. So it's just like with anything in life, just like one practice and like two, like confidence. I feel like I used to think that like confidence was about how you looked or whatever. And like now I perceive confidence as like an energy that like I love that. you need to like have and like you need to instill and like love yourself in order for you to like bring it out to the world and everyone else. Because you just notice like when there's someone and they're confident, you're like, what is it about them? And it's like, it's nothing in particular. It's not like the most beautiful person you've ever seen or like they have a special feature. It's just like the way that they carry themselves. So it's hard to get to that sometimes because I feel like the world is like hard on us and tells us things that we want to believe. But it's like just about like finding that within yourself and either like practicing it. Yeah, trial and error is huge. Yeah. And I know that on the runway, I've actually strut a runway one time and it was because <laughs> one of my models didn't show up. So I just walked out. And I did it myself. No. So it was so exhilarating. <laughs> I don't know how you do that because I was just so hyped up after. I felt yeah. like I had like taken something. I was <laughs> I was not well. So I bet after nine, that was crazy. And I feel like there's not a lot of people that know how these fashion shows really work. Yeah. And it's long, long days. Long days. A lot of waiting, a lot of behind the scenes and... That is incredible that you kind of just jumped head first and then came to New York Fashion Week. It's yeah, amazing. no, like the first one that I did. Have you ever heard of Black Tape Project? Yeah. Okay, so if anyone's listening and they haven't, basically they design your whole body with some kind of like body tape and into like a cool bikini or some kind of design, you know, cover all the body parts, <laughs> private parts. <laughs> um, but it takes a long time to do that. And there's, let's say, 50 girls walking the show someone has to start at 9 a.m. And that was me. And then you can't really sit because you don't want to mess up the tape and stuff. So you're kind of just like 9 a.m., get the tape done, get your hair and makeup done. And it's just kind of like a waiting game of like anxiousness, anxiety until the second that you're about to walk. And then it's like, wait, are we walking? Yep, go, 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 go. Oh my gosh. And the first time I did it, I was walking so fast. <laughs> it's like you literally wait all day, like 12 hours just to be on the runway for like 10 seconds. And then... After you're done, you're like, wait, that was it? You're like, damn, I should have walked a little slower. <laughs> I know. So I was actually at that show in Miami. And I never even once thought, as somebody that has been behind the scenes, I never even thought that the models probably had to wait behind the scenes for hours in like the yeah. tape uniform or designs, which is crazy because I'm sure it's hard to sit, hard to eat, hard to drink. Probably can't do anything. But anyway, kind of teetering in to your life. I want to start with the foundation. So mm -hmm. where are you from and what got you to where you are today? 
So a little bit all over the place. I was born and raised in Brazil, so I had like oh, a no very, way. yeah, humble. Grew up on a farm, like upbringing. My parents are probably like the most successful out of like everyone else, or successful mm-hmm. out of everyone else in their family. So I had better like life and house and like things than my other cousins did. And then I moved when I was nine because my dad's an engineer and he got like a job offer here. And he's like, all right, come on, kids. And I'm like, what? You're making me leave all my friends. <laughs> like, yeah, just for a couple of years. And then once a couple of years pass, you're kind of like settled in. You're like, okay, I guess I'm just going to—I live here now. And like, this is like my new identity. But it was really hard whenever I originally came because I love Brazil so much. And like, I love the culture. And then like moving to a different country that age. There was just a lot of things that I wasn't really prepared for. And like even just because we're on the topic of, I guess, like not like body shaming, but my mom put me in like this YMCA summer camp and I was like so excited. I was like, oh my God, I get to like make friends and like play with kids and stuff. And there was a day that it was like a water day. We were like doing water activities outside. I like packed my bikini. I came. (laughs) I was out there in summer camp and all the kids are like pointing at me. And they're like, why does she look like that? Like, why is her bikini like that? Because in Brazil, it's just like normal that people wear bikinis. That's why it's called like a Brazilian bikini. Yeah. Because it's like cheeky or whatever. And it wasn't cheeky, but it was like, I don't know what a normal bikini is to me. Right. But I was also in Virginia whenever I moved here. So it was like a culture shock. And everyone was like, ew, like, why does she look like that? And I literally went home and cried to my mom. And I'm like, mom take me to Walmart. Like, I'm going to pick the biggest bottoms that I ever can find. And I <laughs> I don't know if I've really told people this before, but I chose like literally diaper bikinis and like put them on. And I was like, I have to be like the other kids. And so I feel like a lot of my childhood kind of coming from Brazil was like trying to fit in and like yeah. not be like the awkward kid out that like didn't know how to speak. Like in school, I had to like be matched with someone. They're like, okay, you know, just copy everything off their exams. So (laughs) we had this journal prompt on Mondays where they'd be like, oh, write down what you did this weekend. And the girl next to me would be like, oh, I went to my grandpa's house. And I would be like, just literally cheating off her. I'd be like, I went to my grandpa's house. I'm like, wait, I don't even have a grandpa here. That's so So, crazy. I actually had a friend on. Her name is Michelle, and she's a first-generation immigrant in the U.S. uh And we talked about kind of a similar upbringing where she felt this dire need to fit in because the way she had grown up in— her home country was so different. Yeah. And yeah, that's like a big adjustment. It was big. And especially like in Virginia, it was just like people were a lot like colder and just like it was very Americanized. Right. And then after I grew up, my dad got a job offer in Florida. So then I moved to Florida. And Florida was nice for me because it was kind of like that in between. There was a lot of different cultures and mm-hmm. it was kind of like a little what do they call it? Melting pot? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. And that's when I think I kind of started to maybe gain my confidence back a little bit and see like, okay, people are different. They are doing these things. The people are there are just more relaxed. Right. So then I kind of feel like I started to get like more of an opportunity to like be myself and really get that confidence back and not feel like so out of place. And then I guess not a lot of people know this, but 
I went to school in Florida for industrial engineering. Oh my gosh, because, smarty pants. Yeah, I was like, you know what? My parents are successful or like they were at least in Brazil. And like they went to school, they got degrees and like they got out of the situation that they are they were in. So like that's what I'm going to do. Like I'm going to follow in their footsteps. And they're like, okay, do you want to be like a lawyer, a doctor? I was like, well, I hate history and I'm not that good at like biology either. So like I'm good at math. I'll be an engineer. And I was like, okay, if I'm an engineer, like, I'm going to be successful and, like, I'm going to make money and, like, I'm going to be happy. And so I went to school and I was doing my engineering degree. And thankfully, we had this little thing called Instagram oh, <laughs> that yes. came up at the time. And it was, like, a little, not only, like, a creative outlet, but just a way for you to express yourself. Have fun. Yeah, have fun. Like, meet people on in social media. So I was going to school. I got my engineering degree. But at the same time, I had like this little portal open up on the side that was Instagram that I was posting things that I was doing. People were attracted to it. They enjoyed it. And I was like, wait, this is so fun. And it gave me so many opportunities to go model and to go travel to different places, to come to LA, to like meet so many people. And whenever I came to LA, it was like a whole different world. There was Brazil, there was Virginia, there was Florida, and then there was LA. And LA was like, wait, people here can like be models and like just be YouTubers and and just, live life and, and just like live life and I was like hold up this is not what I was taught growing up but like just seeing that kind of like sparked that little part inside of me that I was like this is always what I wanted to do I just let society tell me that I couldn't right and that like it wasn't realistic and so I was about to graduate and I kind of just had to make the decision I'm like do I want to, you know, continue on this path? I have, like, a secure job out of college. Like, you know, every day I'd go into work. I was working on an internship at Lockheed Martin. And every day they're like, oh, we can't wait to hire you. Like, we can't wait to have you forever. And, like, at that moment, it just stuck me. And I was like, is this what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? I feel like that's so polarizing because you that's had the, the opportunity for it. all of the success out here. But then at the same time, you had like the traditional route success that yeah. you were able to go after. So I feel like that is a big crossroads. Yeah, it was a big crossroads between like, you know, security and like what I know is for sure. And then this something that like I know sparks a little light inside of me and like makes me happy. But I don't really know if it's so like socially acceptable in my parents' eyes, like, if they're going to be okay with it, if I'm even going to, like, make it. Um, so, it's it was just, like, a hard decision. And I'm always really glad that, like, I'm like, okay, you know what? I just followed my dreams. And I was like, I'm just going to try it because this I'm only going to be young once. And if I don't try it, like, I can always be an engineer down the road if, like, it fails. And it was one of the best decisions of my life. When I came here, I lit I moved to a content house, which is basically just a house full of other creators that were doing Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or whatever. And it was the first place in my life that I was around other people that had like similar mindset as me. And I was right. like, wow, it's okay for me to like let my like creativity, you know, yeah. flow. And so it was just good to be in an environment where it wasn't out of place and I could be myself, which is why I've loved being here. But I feel like <laughs> it wasn't like a straight shot where I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I came here. It was kind of like a little bit of deciding what's right, what's not. Um, yeah. What content house was it? So it was originally this house called Click House. And it was like a TikTok house. And then mm. it moved into Clubhouse, into like this big house. In oh, yeah. House. I remember Clubhouse that. Clubhouse BH. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So yeah. I feel like it's really interesting because whenever you surround yourself with people that have 
not maybe the same goals, but have that creativity. Mm-hmm. It almost like helps you soar in a sense because you're helping each other out. You're supporting one another. Is that how you felt there? And it was kind of like a community in a sense. Yeah, it was just like you, whenever you're around other people who like support what you're doing, it's so much easier to do what you're doing. You can bounce ideas off of each other. And it was also during quarantine. So it was a time where if I had moved here and just been by myself, I would have been so sad. So it gave me like a little safe haven where we could kind of like collaborate and like do things together, which was just really nice. And I've never like had that before, you know, even here if I'm like out in public and I go take a picture or something, even if I'm walking on the street with my tripod, people are like, ah, oh, whatever, it's LA. I know. In Florida or, you know, Virginia, people would be like, what is she doing? Is that like, what is what is she holding? Is that a tripod? Is that a gun? Like, oh my gosh. What is that metal thing? See, that's me in DC <laughs> and I'm in it's a awkward. place where there's yeah, massive security. So I'm like always walking around with all of my cameras and tripods and just making my friends do like impromptu photo shoots of myself. And I'm like, this is probably so it's bizarre not, for everybody else. Yeah, it's not quite like as socially acceptable. There, right. If that makes sense. Um, But yeah, it was the first place that I was like, okay, I get to like let my creativity out. And I feel like maybe you, I don't know if it's like a Capricorn thing, but I'm kind of just like all over the place. I feel like I have a lot of like qualities, whether, you know, that's brains, whether it's creativity. Like I feel like some people are really, you know, left brain or right brain where they're really creative and then they like lack the business aspect. And I feel like I'm very fortunate to have both. And having both— having both has like put me at that crossroads before where I'm like, no, I know that I'm intellectual. Like I know that I'm good at solving problems. Like I'm going to be an engineer because I love if there's a problem in front of me, like I'm going to solve it. And like having that path and then being like, wait, I'm not fulfilled. This isn't something that I'm passionate about. I'm going to take the creative route, which, you know, you can call it modeling or influencing or whatever it is. And then somewhere along since... I don't know, college and high school, um, I had like fitness, which was just, you know, a way for me to keep up with my body and just be healthy. And like, and I just, yeah, always it was always enjoyed, like a rock, I bet. Yeah. Like That's working on myself. It started from sports, definitely, because my parents always like made me dance or cheer, or do whatever and run track. And then I just got into lifting and it just became something that not only made me feel good about myself. But then I started with social media. I kind of started just posting everything. People were like, oh, like, what do you do this? What are your tips for this? And I'm like, okay, like, let me share this. So it kind of just, like, came naturally. But then it was also like, hey, this is an opportunity for me to help other people while still building something for myself that maybe is a little bit more secure, that I'm not depending on brands to give me brand deals or whatever. Like, I'm building this, and I get to build a community of women that are for me and, like, my business. So that was kind of a place where, I found that I had a little bit of both. I'm like, I get to now bring my side of like business and like logistics and like figuring things out with my creativity and like passion for fitness. And it's like, bring it all together. And that's basically where I am in life. I'm like, I just want to do things that use my brain, but are still creative, that I get to help other people. And I'm kind of on a little bit of an entrepreneurial route where I'm like, I enjoy building businesses and like finding different things to do. 
Okay, so after a month-long trip in LA and staying in a short-term rental, I found that it was so important for me to make my space cozy and homey and comfortable. And the best way to do that is getting some Anchored Northwest candles. I'm obsessed with this candle company because they're 100% non-toxic and truly devoted to clean living, which is so vital to your health. They're made in the Pacific Northwest. And my favorite scent right now is the Best Friend scent. It's notes of pear, agave, rose, marine, cherry blossom, powder, dark musk, and amber. The perfect spring scent, if you ask me. It also makes great gifts, and it's the perfect addition to your home. So all you have to do to shop is go to the unique link in our show notes, and it'll guide you to the website where if you spend $75, you can actually gain free shipping all over the U.S., I'm obsessed. So all you have to do is go to our show notes, tap on the unique link to shop, and you will thank me later. So Alyssa and I... Yes, okay. So are working on a supplement company. What? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Really exciting. But yeah, that was kind of like my whole life. That is so cool. (laughs) So Alyssa is Mayor's manager and best friend, which is literally goals, by the way. She's here with us. She's behind the scenes (laughs) giving her cue cards. But... No, I think that's so amazing that you get to build a business with your best friend. That is so cool. So what is the supplement company going to be for? Is it like just overall health, like vitamins? Like, I don't really know a lot about supplements. I I take some, but I don't know like the science behind it. No, of course. So my biggest thing in life that I've learned is that it's important to make everything fun. Yeah. If you want your life to be sustainable and if you want it to be healthy and if you want longevity in it, whether it's your workouts, whether it's nutrition, whether it's supplementation, why do you take supplements? Because you're trying to get things that maybe you don't have in your diet mm-hmm. to supplement your health. So something that I tried doing, I'm like, okay, I like being a healthy person. I like doing this. So I need to take all these supplements. So I would buy all these supplements and then they would either just sit in my cabinet or I would just force myself to take a bunch of pills every day. And I'm like, okay, I would do it for a little bit. And then I'd stop. And I'm like, what about the supplements? You bought so many supplements. Go take the supplements. <laughs> I'm like, okay, go take them. And it's like it was another always, stressful thing. Yeah, it's just do. like another stressful thing to add. And it's like, it that, be life like that. is hard enough. So then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start taking gummies. Because gummies are yummy and like whatever. So then I would have like eight different bottles of gummies that every day I'm like, okay, got to open this, got to take this. And it was just a lot. And I was like, how can I think of a way to make something that everyone should be doing just more enjoyable and convenient nutrition and wellness to everyday life? So our supplement company, we're combining every single gummy. We have your multivitamin, which basically everyone takes multivitamin. And then you have hair, skin, and nails. We have your immunity, which is elderberry, and your your energy, which is B12. That is so cool. So instead of you going to the store and having to buy like six different bottles, we've combined all like the top gummies that women take into— Oh, and your probiotic. Oh, Can't forget yeah. The probiotic. We need that for the gut. The gut, yes. So combine that all into like a daily pack, almost kind of like fruit snacks. So daily fruit snacks that are gummies— I don't know the name of it, but I feel like I do because there is a way for you to use it as your branding. I'm sure that's what it is, but oh yeah, I'm not gonna. I mean, it has to be something with bear, right? (laughs) Like gummy bear, something. Oh my god, nailed it! Yeah, it's called bear bites because they're like little. They're in shape of teddy bears. 
food. Yeah. Oh my God. So just the whole goal is to bring nutrition to people and like those supplements that people need in a way that's convenient, fun. You get to just throw it in your purse. You're on your way to work. Like I'm very busy. I can't sit there every day. Oh, let me open up this. Let me open up this. So just little packs. You throw them in your purse. Bring it whatever. If you want to share with a friend or co-worker at work. Like here you go. Here's some vitamins. Like it's just in a way that makes something that is so mundane and boring, bringing in community, bringing in right. like love, bringing in convenience because… And fun. You know, yeah, if somebody and threw fun. me like a little snack pack, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's like a little snack yeah. pack that I can nibble on. A little, yeah, like almost <laughs> like you're eating fruit snacks, but exactly. you're like, oh, this is good for me. It's fine. <laughs> I love that. That is like genius branding. Thank you. That is so cool. I like cannot wait to buy some. Oh, well, I'm going to give you some depth. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. <laughs> and then, yeah, whenever you open them, I wanted there to be like little quotes inside that would be like a positive affirmation or something for the day. Just like as like a little reminder, like, you got this, go girl. Like, You're a genius. I am like so, so inspired by you. And even more now that I know like your background, I think it's so cool that you not only have like the beauty, but you also have the brains and... I think that is so, like, you are a double whammy. That is so incredible. <laughs> and you should be really, really proud of how far you've came because you are such an inspiration to so many people, I bet. Thank you. I try. I always, you know, we're always hard on ourselves. And I'm always like, oh, like, I'm not doing enough. Like, I'm not doing this. Oh, yeah. So that's a Capricorn nice in us, too. I know we keep talking about it, but I think we always feel like we could be doing more. Definitely. And I think sometimes that leads to burnout and it's not good. So I think yeah. it's good to. Do what you can and make sure that you're making like healthy, conscious, and like mindful goals, but not like overbearing yourself. Yeah, I way. always try to like go at 100% and then my body's like, you can't. And I'm like, just open your eyes and send this text. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like before I go to bed, I'm like trying to give myself time to like read and like meditate before bed. And it's been so hard because I'm like, well, I have five more minutes. Let me just like answer this email or like do this oh, yeah. and it's just like setting those boundaries and being like okay at 10 you stop <laughs> I know I think boundaries are huge for me and I think everybody kind of struggles with them sometimes but I think it's good to kind of lay out the law for yourself sometimes and be you, like don't do that but yeah you have to lay out the law and something that I've always been like a big yes girl where mm -hmm. it's like something that I value is showing up for your friends and like being there for people. And that was something that like I had really told myself like, okay, if someone invites you to something, like say yes, like be there for your friends, all this stuff, which is something that I still uphold. But that kind of got me to a point where I was doing too much and like not having enough time for myself. And I had to like learn the power of no, that I'm still learning it. And sometimes it's really hard to like, someone's like, oh, come do this or like come to a party. And I'm like, oh no. And they're like, well, why not? And I'm like, because I need to set this boundary for myself. And they're like, but come on, it'll be fine. I'm like, but I have to read. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I like totally relate to that because... I just have to. It's my self-care. Peer pressure is real. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of people out there that will say, oh, if you say no, you've already set that boundary. People aren't going to pester you. They will. They will. Yeah. And I think if you bring good energy, people want you around. So if you have to lay out the law for yourself sometimes, people get disappointed. But I think it's definitely so healthy and balanced and good, which I feel like is a big part of your fitness program as well, if you yeah. want to talk about that a little bit more. So is it strength training? And 
is it like multiple things? Like how does it work? So when I originally started off and people were like, oh, like what are your workouts? I was just like, okay, here are my workouts. And I started off with eBooks, which are basically, I know I had my booty program because that's really what I specialize in what I do. And uh, over time, I kind of just with maturity started to realize that People needed more than cookie cutter and they needed something that was specific to them and their goals and their needs. So I was trying to find someone that could help me bring that vision to life. And I did, which is now the new platform that I have. And basically right now I'm doing a 12 weeks to summer program, which is shape and shred. So my three like core values that I have in the program are working out for proportions. So whenever I work out, I don't just work out mundanely like, oh, like let me bench press and Mm -hmm. let me do this and let me do my obliques like 10 times. I've kind of learned and how I learned was through like weightlifting because I ran track and I had to do like girls weightlifting competitions. Oh, wow. Off season because my coach was like, okay, if you guys are going to run track, you can't just be lazy when it's off season. Like, you guys need to do something. We're like, well, what are we going to do? Like, you want us to play soccer? Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, no, you're going to weightlift. So he just made us all do it. And part of weightlifting is the whole goal of like a weightlifting competition is that you have to lift as much as you can basically be as strong as you can while trying to be in your lowest weight class that you can possibly be in. So at the time, I would try to get, I think, less than 100 pounds and just lift as much as I could. And that kind of like taught me a lot about one, like regulating your weight and Mm -hmm. like staying small while getting strong. But I also saw like a lot of change in my body where I was like, whoa, like my quads didn't look like this before. My butt didn't look like this before. Like my arms didn't look like this before. And I learned that you can grow your body and you can change it. But then there was also things that I was like, well, I don't really like how my arms look here. Like my quads are looking, you know, the same size as my butt. So then I'm like, can I change that and like have these workouts, but more catered towards proportions? Right. Do you feel like lifting heavy is a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. And people are always scared like, oh, I'm going to get like man arms and stuff. And that's not going to happen. But the way that you train does change a little bit the physique that you get. Like if you are, for example, training with really heavy weights like on your arms, then you're most likely like ripping that muscle every single time, aka causing it to be bigger and like grow every single time, which is fine because you do want to have muscular arms. But like for me, I want to like tone my arms. So I have used really heavy weights before. And then I feel like I kind of got my arms to like a place where I like them now. And now I kind of just like tone where I use like less weights, but I do more reps. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just like bake that into the program. And even it's still, you know, personalized to my method. For example, there's a lot more, all the leg days are glute focused leg Mm -hmm. days rather than just like an entire leg day. So whether you're performing a squat or whatever, it's all like different ways that you can do it so that you're still focusing on your booty as the main area. Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel like it's actually possible to grow a booty? So as somebody that like just genetically has a booty, which is another story because I think growing up having like a giant butt my whole life, people were like, (laughs) what is that? Like, what is she doing? (laughs) I've like always been so insecure about it. So I always have people come up to me and they're like, how did you get that? Did you work out? Whatever. And I don't have the answers for them. But I know that I've seen 
fitness influencers, fitness coaches talk about growing a booty and that it is possible. So I would love for you to like give your take on that. Yeah, no. So it definitely takes time and something with me, like I'm not going to lie, genetically, I have like a perkier butt. My butt, the shape will always be there. Like I was just born with the shape. But depending obviously on how I eat and like my workouts, the mass is what grows. So you can't necessarily change your shape mm-hmm. because that's genetic to who you are. But you can change your mass. Like, for example, if you're, you know, probably not doing anything and you're not eating a lot, like your butt maybe will still be like a certain shape, but it's going to be flatter. Whereas you start doing workouts, you start eating protein, like it's just going to like pop out more. Yeah. So that is so interesting. I never really knew the logistics behind that. So it's cool that that is what contributes to defining that area. Yeah. So it takes time. But yeah, I feel like you see people all the time where they're like, oh, I literally had no butt. And like now I have a butt because it's science. You're growing a muscle and you're changing your body in a specific Mm -hmm. way. It's not going to happen overnight. And you have to know that. Right. I think there's a lot of people that are looking for quick fixes when it comes to working out. And I think that is what's wrong with what you said earlier, like the cookie cutter stuff. You can't do like a two-minute, like, booty workout and then expect results, right? But I think it's just about consistency, which is what you provide, which is so cool. Yeah, and part of that, I guess I'll, like, segue into the other two parts of— so one is training for proportions. Two is eating to feel satisfied. Like, within whenever you get to the app, you kind of choose your goals. Like, are you trying to gain muscle, lose weight? In some shape, some way or form, you're still going to be shaping your body, gaining muscle while, like, shredding by doing, like, hit and, like, cardio and other exercises. But a big portion of that is nutrition and finding a meal plan that's right for you. Before, I was just like, oh, here's the workouts. And I'm like, no, like, I understand some people are vegan, some people are dairy-free, some people are Mm gluten-free. And just being able to have a platform that gives people those options that they can choose what their dietary preferences are. If they don't like a meal, they can swap it. They can eat out. You can go have Chick-fil-A for breakfast and it'll still count. Then it'll, like, regenerate all your other meals around it. For example, if I gave you oatmeal for breakfast and you're like, fuck that. I'm going to have Chick-fil-A. You can say, hey, I had, you know, Chick-fil-A biscuit. And then it'll regenerate all your other meals for the day so that you're still within your caloric count and it's still like fitting what you need to eat for the day. So it's very flexible. Like you can have snacks. You can eat four times a day. You can eat two times a day. It seems really tech savvy. Yeah. It will always like cater to your goals. And my biggest thing was having that customization to make it individualized to each person. Mm-hmm. If they're working out from home, if they're working out from the gym, whatever it is. So that was like another big thing that I wanted to bake into this program. And then the third one was just community. And what you said, a lot of people, everyone wants to get to the goal. And I feel like sometimes as we're getting to the goal, we kind of forget the whole reason why we're getting there. Right. And kind of just learning to enjoy the process and enjoy the journey. It's like, I really want to like build like small little community groups of the girls that are in this and just be there and motivate them every day and just like be that little like gym buddy that like they need to like get them somewhere. So it's not just like, okay, about this program, like cool. Like, but having someone in their corner that's like, hey, like you got this, you know, because if we all got what we wanted, like so quick, like I want a booty, boom, got it. Be like, okay, like what's the fun in that? You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like the journey of getting up, like going to the gym, pushing yourself to go there, like seeing the changes in your body like happen. It's so like fulfilling and it 
builds so much discipline. It builds so much character. Right. And I it always just feel makes me proud. Yeah. I always feel really accomplished after leaving the gym or a workout or whatever. And I think it's more about how you feel. Mm-hmm. After being a little unwell for the past few days and just allergies and whatever, I have been taking a break and I can feel it mentally. Like I haven't moved my body. Yeah. And I don't feel 100%. So I think whenever you get in the cycle of training your body to feel energized and good and move it, that is so important. And I don't think that people think about that enough. They think about the physical benefits and there's so many mental benefits as well. Yeah. And that's okay. I think for a lot of people, sometimes it does start with vanity. Like, oh, I want to look good. And like, we all do. It's part of human nature. But yeah, I think sometimes it starts with vanity. And like, I'm not afraid to say that. Like, I go to the gym because I want to look good. But I also go because on the days that I don't want to go and then I do afterwards, I'm like, damn. Yeah, And I also just feel good. And you're like, I look good. I feel good. Yeah. Let's go. Like I'll sometimes walk into the gym like this. Like just dead face. Like no one look at me. Like hoodie up. And then like when you walk out, you're like, yeah. Just because yeah. your endorphins are up. Like you've got your body moving. Right. It's just like it's science. Like it's momentum. Right. We go to bed. Like we're resting. We wake up. Like most likely we're going to be groggy because that's the state that we've been in all night. So it's like if you don't force yourself to get out of the state, whether it's you doing your little dance in the morning or Cute. like going to the gym like moving your body, doing something that's going to like force literally your cells, your body, like things to wake up. Yeah. Then it's just like it propels into everything into your life. And it's something that I say, I'm like, you're not just going to the gym to build a booty. You're not just going to the gym to build a body. You're going to the gym to build a badass. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh my God, I'm quoting you on that. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. And I also definitely want to talk about having confidence going into the gym because I know that there's a lot of people out there mm-hmm. that refuse to walk into a gym because they feel insecure or they feel like they don't fit in or they don't really know what to do. Do you feel like your program is kind of an entryway for people to feel comfortable at the gym or even if they like want to work out at home like how does it work like do you have to be at a gym or are there at home workouts too yeah so that's the beauty of it is that you can choose whether you want to do him or whoa (laughs) (laughs) do him (laughs) what is going on (laughs) whoops Um, No, that's the beauty of it. You get to choose whether you want to do gym or home workouts. And you also get to choose what level you are. So whenever you sign up, you get to choose are you a beginner, intermediate, or advanced. If you're advanced, catering the workouts to you as someone who already knows what they're doing, but they've plateaued. If you're intermediate, I'm catering it to you as, okay, you kind of have been through the blog a couple times, but like, let's spice it up. And if you're a beginner, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to give you like no weird like hex bar, no like one single leg that you're going to like lose your balance because I get it. Like you're a beginner. We're all been there somewhere. We're shy. But also the biggest thing is I'm like, the only way to get through fear is to go straight at it. Oh, 100%. So uh, whether that means put your head up, put on your cutest outfit, do your makeup if you want, like put on your headphones, don't talk to anyone, and just like do the most basic workouts until you can build up that confidence, Mm -hmm. so you can build up that energy to like walk in there one day and be okay with it. Like you just have to do it. And I remember um, I did BBG in college and Kayla Estinez. So I'm half Greek. I like love her because Got to represent my girls. <laughs> but anyway, I did her program in college. And I think a lot of people have started with her before. But she recently came out after she had her baby. And she started doing her workouts again for the first time. 
And she said, I am so sorry. I came out with this apology saying, these are not for beginners. I am completely restructuring my programs because I've realized that I have been in the game for a while and my body is conditioned to certain extremities Mm -hmm. and other people cannot do these workouts. I'm so, so sorry. So I really appreciate that you are building your program based on people's experience level because I think that's something that a lot of personal trainers and fitness instructors maybe don't always consider whenever they're building their programs from the ground up. So that's really cool. Well, it's just an internal bias that you have that you don't even know you have. And I even had to ask Liz, I'm like, do you think this is a beginner workout? And she'd be like, yeah, I would totally do that. And I'd be like, this is not though, right? And she was like, no. I was like, I had to get like a <laughs> a second opinion. Some research and development, just like get somebody out, make them do the workout. Yeah, but it's also why I like wanted to have a community group. So it's like, if someone was like, hey, I didn't feel like this was like this, then they can feel comfortable to tell me and I can change it for everyone else. So it's not like that discrepancy where it's like, oh, I bought this influencer program. It sucks. Like if it's something, if you don't like something, like tell me because mm-hmm. why else am I here if it's not to serve you and like make it better for you? Yeah. I you love know? That. So just doing that and like the way also that I structure the workouts are very mindful where I'm like, I'm not just going to be like, oh, here's a workout. Do something that's like really hard. Do 50 reps of everything and like call it a day. You're going to walk out of the gym. You'll be like, oh my God, yeah, Mare's program's so hard. Like I can see how I got results from that. You should get results from this. And then you're going to go back day two and you're going to go back day three and then you're never going to go back again because it was too hard. Oh my So gosh. I'm like also finding the balance between difficulty enough to push your body and get you the results and sustainability sustainability to where you're actually enjoying the workouts that you're doing and I feel like part of being a girl is and giving other girls workouts is kind of sometimes where being a guy like misses whenever girls have guy personal trainers I have one and like I absolutely adore him he teaches me so many things but then there's like limitations that he doesn't necessarily understand that like I have right if you know we're on our periods or like on Mm -hmm. our cycles our bodies are just stronger sometimes or like as weak. And so like we kind of need like a flow. We kind of need like a push. And that's something that I recognized while I was being trained by others too. I'm like, okay, there needs to be a nice flow because if I'm struggling with this, then someone else is going to struggle with it. Definitely. I am curious. I've always wondered because I see a lot of this on the internet and I honestly try and do my own research. But whenever I am on my cycle, Mm -hmm. what is like the best workout to do? So I have been trying to research this because I'm honestly just recently learned about it. Right. And have just, because I learned about it, I have been more kind of like in tune with it. And even on my app, I have like a cycle calendar where you can kind of put it in and it'll like predict your next one. So for my next program, I want to try to kind of like use those tools to fit workouts based on where you are in your cycle. That's like the next thing that I want to try to get into. I don't have enough knowledge about it yet. Yeah. But once I heard about that, I was like, okay, that's weird. Cool. I'll look into it. And then for the past couple of months when I've been going to the gym, I would notice some days I'd be like, ah. And then other days I'd be like, I don't want to be here. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to kind of like link that mental tiredness or like strength to different parts of my cycle to kind of see a pattern that I have for myself and then see if it matches like what studies are showing. Yeah. So I can like better curate. I want to know what you do to make sure that you are fueling your body correctly and 
how you're fueling your mind. I know that mm-hmm. you're really into positivity. I saw one of your TikToks. You talked about the blood vessels popping in your eyes and <laughs> you did a green screen and it was so cute. You were like, I am so positive. <laughs> I looked at this photo and I said, oh my God, I have eye freckles. <laughs> I was cracking up. If you guys haven't seen that TikTok, go see it. It is so precious. And I think it definitely just put a little smile on my face. So... I think it was definitely valuable to share because people need to be a little bit more positive. Yeah. A background, I cried so hard again oh. <laughs> that I popped the eyes and my eye vessels and I was like, oh, it's cute. It's fine. I have freckles, even though they were literally pop blood vessels. Yeah, I try to be positive all the time because if you are positive, there's only one way that you can go and that is up. Yeah. And so a lot of the times, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have bad days and you're not going to have those like intrusive thoughts. It's just about recognizing them and being like, okay, am I feeling this way because it's raining outside? Am I feeling this way because I'm on my cycle? Am I feeling this way for a valid reason? Am I feeling this way for something that is out of my control? And if it is, what is in my control that I can change? And I think that's the biggest thing is realizing that you are in control of how you feel and you are in control of your emotions. So if you don't feel good, like let's say you're like, oh, I just want to like be in bed all day today. That's okay if you need to give yourself that time. But also recognize when it's like, are you giving yourself too much time? Mm -hmm. A lot of times that exact thing that you don't want to do is the thing that you want to do to not feel that way. Because if your thoughts are sadness, 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 and from my sad place, I'm thinking bed, 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 what would your happy place feel like? That is so genius. I love that. You're making thought, like you're making decisions based on your sadness. Mine's in Greece. My happy yeah. place is in Greece on the beach. Like you're making decisions based on your sadness. In a bikini, martini. Exactly. Yeah. And like your decisions based on your sadness are not going to lead you to a happier place. Even exactly. though it sounds comforting. Right. So you have to think like, okay, what's the like thing if I was happy? Okay, I'd probably want to go outside. So either, even if it's just like go on a drive, put on some good music, Go hug a tree, stand outside without like your shoes on, just find something. And even like with the gym, I say that there's a couple things that you can do for the days that you don't want to go. One is like location. I heard this on a podcast the other day and it really stuck with me. So I don't want to butcher it, but here it goes. Okay. Location holds energy and time holds memory. Oh my God. So if you do something in the same place, it's going to hold its energy. If you look at your couch for a place of relaxation, it's going to hold that energy. You try to work on your couch, you're not going to be as productive. Whereas if you had a little corner that's your office, your desk in your room, and like that was your workplace, it's going to hold that energy. Right. I love the Skinny Confidential. And Lauren and Michael always talk about how your bed room should only be used for sex and sleep. And I'm like, (laughs) I totally love that because you shouldn't be like scrolling on your phone in bed for hours. And just like, if you're sad, like laying in bed, get up, do things. I think be productive is, it's important to be productive. So sometimes like mixing those energies, it's like, okay, are you just sad because you're, you know, in your house alone? Go to a coffee shop, go do something. Like place yourself in a different environment where there's different energies that are more likely 
to make you do something. If you maybe don't want to work, go sit at a library. Like, go work at a library. Go to a coffee shop because chances are you're going to see those people around you that are like, you know, working, doing whatever. And it's going to bring that energy in. And also, time holds memory. So if you, you know, go to bed at a certain time every day, if you find yourself being hungry at the end of the night, right before you have your last meal, even if you're not hungry, you're probably going to get hungry because that's just when you're used to eating. Yeah. So even if, let's say, you get you eat your dinner at 9 every night and then you just had one at 7, at 9, you're probably still going to crave something. So mm-hmm. it's like training your body to uh, kind of like yeah form new times. Have a new things. condition. I think that's great. Yeah. So- I would love to know what your routine is. I feel like you have a really interesting one because you seem to know all these like really cool wellness techniques. And I always get really inspired by hearing other people's. So, so if you don't mind sharing. No, of course. I feel like being an influencer, being whatever you want to call it, a creator, you kind of are your own boss. So it is hard sometimes to find a routine. A lot of times we're traveling. Right. And But I have found that I work the best whenever I do have a routine, whenever I do have like a set steady schedule. And as my own boss, everyone thinks like, oh, it's great. It's not because you have to be so aware of like what takes you, what doesn't. And you have to be able to make those routines for yourself that are going to work for you. Mm -hmm. So like no one tells me to wake up early in the morning. I just have to, you know, tell myself that this is something that I do. This is who I am. And like, I will wake up at this time and I will work out. So kind of my routine and what I've been doing this year is I've been setting like 30-day challenges for myself. (laughs) And at the end of the 30 days, like at the end of each month, I kind of like reassess. So last month, kind of my routine was waking up before seven, going to the gym, exercising for at least 15 minutes to get my body kind of up and going. And then on the way back from the gym, I would listen to podcasts or either whenever I was like in the shower. And then whenever I'm getting ready, I do my affirmations. So how I do my affirmations before that month is I figure out things that I already know I am, things that I don't, I'm not really sure if I am yet, and things that I want to be. So <laughs> we're having this conversation before, but something that I know that I am, I'm like, fuck, like I'm a bad communicator. Sometimes I can't get across the things that like I want to say. Which is not true, by the way. Thank you. And so something that I wrote down on my affirmations was the exact opposite of that. I said, I can communicate my thoughts like clearly and effectively, like people respect what I have to say. And so just writing down the exact like opposite of that negative thought or that limiting belief that you have. And then whenever you like instill it and ingrain it in your brain for those 30 days, it just becomes like now part of who you are. Like it opens up new like neural pathways. Now you're thinking in a way like I can communicate like or whatever it is that you're struggling with. So I find that really important because on the days that I do it, I feel like I put on my armor for the day. Like Mm -hmm. no matter what happens, I'm like, you know what? I've I've gotten my body moving. I've done this. I've like told myself all these things. I've set my intention for the day, whatever that is. And even if something happens, like I already have that to remind me. So I kind of let that carry me throughout the day. And then whether I'm working from home or I have a shoot somewhere, and then at the end of the night, I try to— Oh, and I take my vitamins. Yes, (laughs) take your supplements. Something I try doing is taking greens with every meal because that's hard for me. So some— Is that something that you recommend? Yeah, I just like it's so good for like your gut health yeah. and like vegetables. I've but- never heard of somebody taking it for every meal. That's really interesting because I always hear about people taking it like first thing in the morning, but 
That's yeah. like really so cool. So first thing in the morning, I'm not going to eat like broccoli. So I usually do like powdered greens. Yeah. Um, but then throughout the day, I'm trying to, okay, like let me eat some more leafy greens or like let me, even if I'm eating pasta, let me add like a little side of zucchini or something. Yeah. What's I'm your not, favorite green? I'm not perfect at it yet, but… My perfect greens, I honestly used to not like kale, but my best friend Alyssa loves kale so much that I really like kale now. The kale and white bean salad from Erwan. I can't stop. I can't stop. Yes. My thing is like a favorite is like a strawberry fields salad when it's usually like kale and then we have like the candy pecans and like strawberry and some goat cheese. Mm. That sounds delicious. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to make that. So good. What's your favorite like daily greens, the powders that you take? Not sponsored, but you should sponsor me. <laughs> okay. Um, AG1s. AG1s. Okay, yeah. I haven't heard of them. I'll so try I feel like there's a lot of green powders out there that are like, oh, you know, it's good for bloating. It's good for this. But right. I feel like they don't have the full range of like nutrients that you need. AG1, I wouldn't say is necessarily like the best tasting where it's like, oh, this tastes like fruity pebbles. It kind of tastes like greens, but it's not bad at all. Yeah. And it's just, like, every day that I take them, I just feel like my digestion is so much better. Like, I go to TMI, but, like, I go to the bathroom a lot more frequently. Like, I'm just, like, more energized. So, I think that— I'm totally going to try that. Yeah. That is a good hack. I'm doing that. I'm going to try that. No, it's great. Yeah. And if you do take it first thing in the morning with, like, your probiotic or whatever, it just kind of, like, sets up your gut bacteria for the day. So, if you can't do greens on every meal, like, you— aren't doing veggies, I do recommend like doing it in the morning. Yeah. And just like, it just preps your gut bacteria and just makes you healthier for the rest of the day. I love that. And then at night, like I said, I've been trying to read, even if it's like two pages, just get it in, like just force yourself to do it so that it becomes a habit. And then like meditate. I've tried meditating in the morning. People say like, oh, you know, start your day with meditation so you can set yourself up for the day. It's really hard because in the morning I'm still sleepy And if I try to meditate, I'm just going to go back to bed. Right. (laughs) So for me, I'll either meditate before I go to sleep and then it makes me go to sleep. Or if I'm like super sleepy and I don't want to do it, I'll just go on YouTube and I'll just type like night like wealth manifestations. And I'll just like let it like or whatever. Like night health manifestations. Like I used to have like really bad acne and like I used to play this one that was like manifestations for good skin. Wait, this is so cool. I've never heard of somebody doing this. And I would night and I would sit there and I'm like, please. <laughs> this is why amazing things are happening to you. You are manifesting in your sleep. Yeah. That is so amazing. I'm doing that. I'm stealing all of this from you. This is incredible. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, how, I love skincare. So yeah. have you like gotten really into that since your journey with acne? Oh my God. It was, talk about confidence. Killer. Yeah, I used to have fine skin, like, my whole life. And then it wasn't until, I think, like, two years ago, um, I started getting really bad acne. And I was like, where is this coming from? I'm, like, eating the same things. I try to, like, eliminate, like, doing elimination diets. I'm like, okay, no dairy. Dairy's terrible for me. Doing all these crazy things. And nothing would get better. And then I finally went to, like, an esthetician. And I'm just like, I I heard you're the best. Like, please help. And I figured she was going to be like— here's my magical hands, which she does have magical hands. (laughs) But she kind of explained to me that skin is your largest organ that covers your whole body. And there's two things. Yes, you have to treat it from the outside with good skincare, but you also have to treat it from the inside. And a couple of things that she made me do while I was originally starting is take oregano oil. Okay. 
That um, is strong. So she said oregano oil, and I didn't know. She's like, oregano oil. So I didn't know that there was pills. So I bought the oil. So every day I'd be like, Stop. Putting it under my oh, tongue. Oh my gosh. I took a turmeric shot at Moon there. Juice the other day and she accidentally put oregano oil in it. She uh, said, do you mind the, taking this one? I, was, I said, no, no, I'll, I'll take it. I know that's really good for you. Yeah. I was crying. My ears were burning. It's like, oh. Yeah, okay. so oregano oil is really great because it has anti-inflammatory, or sorry, it has antibacterial, anti-inflammatory too, antibacterial properties that like kill the bacteria that causes you to have acne. So that was something that I did. And then I also took pro and it also kills like fungus. Oh, so interesting. You have like fungus <laughs> causes acne too. So oil of oregano. And then as my acne started to subside, I would have like red marks that were still left over. So she told me to take zinc. Mm -hmm. uh, zinc is really good for getting rid of like the last little like red marks that are in your skin and inflammation as well. And then vitamin D is really good for your skin. You know, sometimes whenever you go to the beach and you get sun and it's just like your skin is like a little bit better. Obviously, it's not good for scarring. But when you're in the sun and you get tan and like your skin just is oh, yeah. better. I always feel better once I'm at the beach. It's like the salt water. And yes, it just like cleanses you. So yeah, I think those are the three that I was taking. Oregano oil, zinc, vitamin D, and also probiotics because... We know that like a flushes lot of things, everything. You yeah, know. everything happens. Your skin like, is glowing, by the way. It looks you. amazing. So <laughs> a lot of the, everything basically starts in our gut. So taking care of that and that's how you take care of your skin. Right. The second and brain. Water. Is that what they call it? The second brain, yeah. the gut. So did so you know that a lot of like your happy hormones actually come from your gut? So that's why sometimes whenever you eat, like you get we get hangry because if, like, our gut isn't happy, then it's, like, that brings out to us. Or, like, whenever we eat something, and I don't know about you, but, like, whenever I eat something good, I'm, like, happy dance. Yes. Like, I get, like, so excited because we hold a lot of, like, our happy hormones, like, in our gut. So, taking care of that and, like, nourishing that is, like, so helpful. It's also, essential. I even heard of, like, people having depression from having, like, gut issues that they don't know. Right. Things like parasites or whatever it is that's in your gut that's acting against you and, like, you just feel groggy, lethargic, and, like, bad, and, like, you don't know why. It's Look in your gut. Yeah, look in the gut, guys. Start there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of guts, one thing I want to talk about before we wrap it up is you didn't drink for the whole month of February. Yeah. And I know that talking about gut and healing your gut and alcohol kind of goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So how was that? So I just did it because I just wanted to like cleanse. And then I was like, oh, this is great. I did it in February. February is only 28 days. I chose the best month to do it. And it was right after New York Fashion Week too. <laughs> yeah, so it was hard because all my friends, you know, were like trying to go out and do things. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna just try to like not for a month. I don't normally drink. Like whenever I go out and even like to restaurants or like having dinner, like I don't ever really just feel the need to like have a drink. Sometimes I'll just do it for like social purposes. Yeah. If I'm out at a party though, I love drinking. I'm the and same I, way. And like, I love tequila. Like, same. I could drink a whole bottle of 42 at a party. But I'm just like, don't feel the need to just like casually have a drink. I'm like, it's all or nothing. Like, I'm the let's same get way. Up or like, <laughs> let me have a tea. <laughs> like, I do not usually get wine or drinks at dinner. I don't drink during the week. But then if I'm at a party, 
balls to the wall. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go all for it. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, what's if the not- point of like me? So <laughs> I love that. That's, that's kind of like my thing. So yeah, for the whole month of February. And it was just good. It was just good to like let myself like reset and also kind of like a little proving to myself like, oh, like with whatever. Right. That's a big accomplishment. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't necessarily ever crave it. So it's not like, oh, like I I needed to do it. But it was just like, if you're going to do it, just do it and like set like a new boundary for yourself. And it was always challenging whenever there's people doing things. Because you're like, well, why am I doing this? Like, I don't, I don't have to. I don't have a problem. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, no, I have to do it. <laughs> I don't have a problem. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. But I would love to end this on a good note. And speaking of alcohol and drinking, I want to know where and what you would be drinking if you had your martini or cocktail of choice and where in the world that would be. Pina colada in Bali. Okay, yeah. So martini in bikini. So pina colada in bikini. <laughs> pina colada in bikini? <laughs> the podcast, Martinis and Bikinis. So pina colada and bikini. That kind of rhymes still. Kind of. Yeah. We're making it a thing. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> it's cutie. It's cutie. That's amazing. I've never been to Bali. I've always wanted to go. I've never been either, which is why I'm manifesting. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Oh Pina coladas in Bali. <laughs> yes, let's do Please. it. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Mare. This thank was amazing. You. I feel like we tackled so many cool topics and I can't wait to share with our listeners. Yeah, I feel like I just kind of babbled on. So thanks for listening. No, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. So I can't wait to have you guys listen to this and absorb all this amazing information from Mare. So thank you, Mare, for coming on. And thank you guys. And I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for having me. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye, badasses. (laughs) Okay, so after a month-long trip in LA and staying in a short-term rental, I found that it was so important for me to make my space cozy and homey and comfortable. And the best way to do that is getting some anchored Northwest candles. I'm obsessed with this candle company because they're 100% non-toxic and truly devoted to clean living, which is so vital to your health. They're made in the Pacific Northwest. And my favorite scent right now is the Best Friend scent. It's notes of pear, agave, rose, marine, cherry blossom, powder, dark musk, and amber. The perfect spring scent, if you ask me. It also makes great gifts, and it's the perfect addition to your home. So all you have to do to shop is go to the unique link in our show notes, and it'll guide you to the website where if you spend $75, you can actually gain free shipping all over the U.S., I'm obsessed. So all you have to do is go to our show notes, tap on the unique link to shop, and you will thank me later.